good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Today, if you're listening to this, is uh, being released on Thanksgiving Day, a time of the year set aside for us to express our appreciation to our Father in Heaven, although probably a lot of people that are celebrating Thanksgiving today aren't so much giving thanks to God. I do know there are probably, oh my goodness, uncounted numbers of people that are gathered around the bountiful provision at at the uh, dinner table with turkey and trimmings and all the fixings that are there, and yet they really do not even take the time to acknowledge that it's the God of heaven that has given them all things that they enjoy. Well, today in Holding Fast podcast, we are reminding ourselves once again of the source of all our blessings in life. And I don't think you could ever do that without taking the opportunity to read from the 100th Psalm uh, to remind ourselves of this very important truth. The Bible says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. And we are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him, and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. I think this is a great psalm for you to either read around the table as you give your gratitude and thanks to the God of heaven, or even to get up this morning and to be able to meditate on the truth of what this scripture teaches. Thankfulness, friends, is at the heart of a worshiper. It's the very core of who we are. Uh, When we come as believers to worship, you can't help but thank God for who He is and what He has done. And that very lesson is what today and every day should be like, but particularly today when we have this time set aside to be able to give thanks to the Almighty God for all that He has done. I don't know if you've ever heard the name Raymond Edmond before. He was a missionary. He was a college president. He was an educator. He was an author. Uh, He was a friend to many, many Christians and people who were seeking as well to find, to know God. He died actually in 1967 in probably one of the most appropriate settings imaginable. I think it probably was very traumatic to those that were there when it happened. Uh, He passed while he was preaching in a chapel service at a Christian college, and his topic of all things was worship. That morning, uh, Dr. Edmund shared with his listeners a, a personal story, a personal anecdote, and it involved his meeting with a king of Ethiopia some years earlier. And in order to have this audience with the king, he had to observe very strict protocol And if he didn't meet and follow through with each of the criterion that was there, he wouldn't be judged worthy of even coming into the king's presence. And so Dr. Edmund, at this Christian school, drew a parallel with attending weekday chapel services. And he said, quote, you have an audience with the king of kings. He said, the ruler of Ethiopia or any other nation would fall on its face and cast his crown in the presence of the Almighty. And so Dr. Edmund went on to wonder if those in 
the audience that he was speaking to really understood, really comprehended the awesome act of what it means to worship God Almighty. And he went on during the course of the message to offer some practical suggestions as to how to make a chapel more meaningful, how to come to a better realization of being in the, in the transforming presence of God. And just like that, in the very midst of his wise and godly counsel, <clears throat> Edmund himself passed from this world into the next and was taken from among them. He died right there in the pulpit, and he went to meet the Lord face to face. It was the last and greatest sermon illustration that that Raymond Edmund ever shared and that any pastor could share or any preacher could share. His very life was spent in worship. It spent in missions and preaching, and his death instantly translated him into the presence of God. It's into that presence that we too want to go, but how? Psalm 100 gives us a little insight into that. You might have caught some of that as we read through it. It's one of my favorite passages in the Scripture. I have so many. I say that so frequently. But this genuinely is one of those that is just so, so beautiful in the way it's stated. And there's not anything in this psalm that's not taught anywhere else in the rest of the body of the songs that are in your Scripture. But they are just kind of condensed right here in order to to give us a sense of of that gratitude that we need to bring, that gratitude of heart and mind and body and soul that acknowledges the presence of the King Himself. And we notice the Scripture briefly as we go down through it. Psalm 100 verse 1 literally says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, to shout triumphantly, literally, to the Lord all the earth, a repetition found in Psalm 98. But this is a phrase that includes a a shout of triumph or a, a battle cry. When we come to worship, our agenda is to meet God and his agenda is to meet with us. We raise our voices, we get his, uh, to get his attention, and we're not being rude or disrespectful, but we're coming in to shout of celebration. Uh, we cannot be quiet when we think of all the things that God has done for us. Verse 2, it says to serve the Lord with gladness and come into his presence with singing. <clears throat> in the scripture, the word serve really means, it denotes both an overall way of life, the broader way of life that you would choose, and a specific activity, um, a personal use of the term. Uh, worship in the specific sense of praise and adoration. Uh, one Puritan, Stephen Sharnock, called it, quote, nothing else but rendering to God the honor that is due him. Another commentator said, quote, it's honor and adoration directed to God. That's what it means. That's what it means to render to God that which is his alone, to render him that service. Verse 2 goes on to remind us to draw near to God with singing. I would encourage you during your times of devotions to spend some time singing. Uh, Take some hymn and sing them for not just your own benefit, but in giving glory to God. Because when you shout in gratitude to the Lord, when you're expressing the triumph and the victory you have in Jesus, your shout should sometimes turn into song. Uh, That's the highest form to express our gladness and joy. 575 references to praise and singing are found in the Bible. 
And the very center of that, of course, is the 150-song hymnal that you have in the collection of the Psalms. One man said, quote, Music and liturgy can assist or express a worshiping heart, but they cannot make a non-worshiping heart into a worshiping one. And the danger is that they can give a non-worshiping heart the sense of having worshipped. So it's so vital. The crucial factor in worship is really wrapped up in the state of your heart. Worship is something, it's an expression of somebody who is walking in obedience to the Lord in deep gratitude. Verse 3 goes on to talk about acknowledging God. Verse 3 says, Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It's simply pausing here and acknowledging who He is to give Him the, the appropriate worth in your own thinking so that you are evaluating Him correctly. Some people have a wrong idea of who God is. And as a result of that, it's reflected in the way they live their lives. Uh, people make idols all the time of a God of their own making because they do not worship the God that is revealed in Scripture. Acknowledging God is absolutely uh, essential in your worship. Mentally, we acknowledge the God of the universe. Our worship is to have a firm foundation based on the Creator God and all of His holiness, and all of His beauty, and all of His wisdom, His omniscience, His omnipresence, and everything that makes up who He is, to worship Him as He reveals Himself in the Scriptures. Verse 4 tells us that we are to enter His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. An analogy from the temple, the psalmist here is saying we ought to, uh, uh, how we can open the door into God's presence. Uh, the gates were a part of the outer wall that surrounded the temple grounds and one entered through, the, through, the, uh, through those gates. And as we enter God's presence, we enter it with thanksgiving. Here we thank God for all he's done. We give him glory for all of his blessings. And once through those gates, then we enter in with praise. Today, take that opportunity to be able to enter into his presence with thanksgiving. Uh, it, it really sets the stage for worship. Praise anticipates what's coming, entering the presence of God. And then, of course, of course verse 4 says, give thanks to God. Um, that's a repetition in verse 4. Giving thanks to God and praising Him are stated twice. Don't miss its importance. That's why it's done. And then verse 4 says to bless the name of God, to give Him what is His honor and His due. Worship is an audience with the King. Don't ever forget that. Today on this Thanksgiving Day, genuinely give praise to Him. Praise ye the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation, the hymn says. Someone has said that there are two kinds of worshipers. There's flatlanders and highlanders. Flatlanders live in only two dimensions. They are well-versed in the faith. They know the lay of the land. They know the routine, and they love it. The only problem is they're living on a horizontal realm. They don't know that there's an up to life. Highlanders are simply flatlanders who've discovered worship. They're constantly pushing up to experience the Lord and to be with Him. What a privilege we have today to have an audience with the King. Uh, we have that every day, a day of thanksgiving, but especially today, don't take it for granted. Let's do what is needed. Let's follow that protocol. Let's enter into His gates with thanksgiving.
For the Lord is good. He's faultless. His mercy is everlasting. His forgiveness, His truth is enduring to all generations. That's His faithfulness. He's worthy of praise. Give Him that today. God bless. Walk with Christ.